Leanne Rhymes. Hi, you. All right. Welcome back, everybody. That is terrible. What happened in Kansas City? Oh, um, just tragic. Just terrible. We will keep you what posted. Happened? Well, there was a shooting at the parade. Yeah. And so oh. people are scrambling, and I just don't. Get it has it. been cleared already. Uh, okay. The area was cleared. It was at the end of the event. It was just after Travis and Taylor being that the stars that they were. They addressed the crowd. So some people from what the reports are saying, didn't even know it was going on because they had already left, but it was at the end of the um, event. Travis and Taylor? Travis and Taylor, exactly. No, Caleb and Patrick. and Patrick. Um, but yes, they, uh, they're reporting right now 13 victims, four have been shot, one is reportedly passed away, and th- eight other victims are currently be treat- treated for injuries. Two suspects oh. are in custody, Although the motive okay. is not is unclear, but this is according to the police chief in Kansas City. So. All right, like it might have been bad guys having a shootout with each other. That's what they don't know. That's what they don't know. Huh. But, but the fact that there's two people in custody, it could have been yes, an argument between two separate people, and we don't know. We can only speculate at this point in time. But hopefully, we'll have some more answers maybe by yeah. the five fifteen dirt alert for you. If not, we'll we'll find out in time here. Yeah, that's Try not here. part of the rom com. This and- is not. No, and I don't like that. Uh, you know, these shootings are becoming as uh, all American as football. Yeah, no, it's not good. I mean, they're just they just happen too often. It's so scary that the fact that anywhere, anytime, is the reality. Yeah, you know, icky ick. All right, yeah. Switching Ooh. gears, very very rapid, right. fast, fast. Let's get into let's, something else. Let's, yeah. Okay. So yesterday, Lori, you informed us that your um, hair muse. And mm. longtime idol Sharon, <laughs> yes, Stone, Sharon Stone, also has, born in 1958. Yes, we got yeah. an email from someone who was also born in 58 and said it was quite yeah. the year. <laughs> quite um, the year. I think my brother Casey was born in 58, if I memory serves me correctly. Correct. But mm-hmm. I also want to say, yesterday you told us about Miss Stone and her saying it's difficult to be a celebrity because everybody always no, expects you to pay the bill. It's expensive to be famous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the it's correction. To be famous. It's better this than is, difficult to be a celebrity. That's right. Yeah, no, no, no. It works well, better. You, you it is a really interesting uh interview. Sharon gives uh she's very candid and uh she, it's she's covering in style. Grant posted the photos, and I think you might have been um, on vacation, but CBS Sunday Mornings did uh, a story where they went to her house about her painting and oh, how yeah. she started I did miss painting it. in the pandemic. And, like, gallerists come to her, and they buy stuff. And she's having our first ever show at a gallery in Berlin this weekend. Wow. I know she's going to have so much fun. She's going to have a blast. She is. But I read the interview and it was really interesting because uh, like, here's the, the headline. Sharon Stone has found her limit, but she's still Sharon bleeping stone. And so here's a story to put maybe this all in context. Okay. Okay. The police knocked and I'm just going to read verbatim for just a couple sentences. The police knocked on Sharon Stone's door while OJ was hurtling down the 405 on June in June of 1994. It was the best known car chase in the history of car chases, and the LA. I was on the freeway at the time. Yeah, and the five and yeah. the 405 going to Santa Barbara. Yeah, I was. Do you Whoa, remember, I remember where they I was were? In class? Yeah, Holy I was on yeah, the freeway and listening to it on the radio. I was in class, and it was uh, the teacher put it on TV. Mm-hmm. Yep, broke in. Yeah. yeah. I remember. It was crazy. So the LAPD was very busy 
that day. But they sent a squad car to Sharon Stone's house. She just lived on in a regular house in West Hollywood. Right. You know, not behind a gate or anything. And they told her, you have 10 minutes to pack a suitcase. We're moving you to a hotel for your own protection. Wow. Was she a next door neighbor? Nothing. But Sharon, when she became white hot famous in 1992 for Basic Instinct, she was 30 years old. It was her 18th movie. She didn't have any money. This was her biggest. She got paid 500,000. Michael Douglas person a different shot but he got 14 million and decent proposal and, and and but i'm just saying for talking about basic instinct in 92 and it made 350 million it was protested uh the national organization said it was the came out with a statement it was the most misogynistic it's it's hard to imagine you know 30 years ago what that caused but it was like a huge huge it just she wasn't prepared for it because she was just a struggling actor and right luckily she's 30 but she was reviled and lusted so all of a sudden she tried she tried to live her regular actress life and just go why she couldn't go to a restaurant right she commercial she couldn't go anywhere without it being scary mobbed with people who love and hate her in equal measure. We're talking Sharon Stone, if you're just joining us. It's just, and it was just such a controversial movie. And, and Sharon was like, she, and this is a famous story. And she did uh, confirm it to InStyle that um, Faye Dunaway said, let's go and sneak into a movie theater Watch Basic Instinct and see for yourself how the audience is reacting. Right. How Sharon knew Faye, I don't know, but they go. They had disguises on. They watch it. The audience is crazy for the movie. And Faye Dunaway looks at her and she says, well, now you're a big star and they can all kiss your ass. There you go. Spoken like I'm sure Miss Faye would say something. That's right. And um she uh, just said, you know, she was completely unprepared. And then she just worked nonstop from that until she had her massive stroke in yep. 2001. And she was given a 1% chance of survival. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And it took her so, and then she was in this bitter divorce and custody battle and all of this stuff. And then stuff she with, sent the dragon at her ex, at her husband. Yeah, <laughs> but she, when you think about it, like her white hot fame, she was known in the Amazon rainforest. She would have been known in villages in Africa. Every, that was something, the zeitgeist all around the world on that. So she's... She's like, it was really an inner interesting interview. And um, I can't imagine that right now. She's optioned some things, but she's loving painting. And after a book came out, several of her relationships fractured. She drifted apart. Her sister got mad at some stuff she put in some Hollywood people that have wronged her. She didn't name them in the book, but she told the story and she's had people come up to her. Am I the one you wrote about? And da 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 da. Because I read that memoir. I thought you did. 
I did. Do you, I did remember, but, do you remember it as being juicy or anything, really? Yeah. Uh, the, the people that were all, you know, you're going to have to suck my the to get this job right. and meet me. Rampant sexual harassment and um, aggressiveness. And she just took Faye Dunaway after basic instinct. And she just thought, I'm standing up. I want security. You know, I'm standing up for myself. I'm in a different stratosphere. I'm Sharon Bleepin' Stone. I am a movie star now. And like she talked about the quick and the dead and the studio people were like, are you going to pay this kid a million dollars to be in this movie? You're he's never going to be anything. And she was, who was it again? Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. You're right. You're right. And he didn't even know that story till her book came out. Wow. And she said, well, she told the studio guy, she said, women think concentrically. So we don't, always just look at it in a black or white thing right. this kid has something he's the guy and i'll just pay his damn salary that's right she did that she <laughs> yeah. did that that's right oh my gosh well that's that sounds like a good interview it really yeah it really was i'm just i don't know i'm just such a fan she i know such a badass i, love I know her. but but i think <laughs> of that that instant fame where you can't go anywhere and, yeah. and hers was sexually driven, you know, because it, the first movie was Indecent Proposal. And she's so gorgeous. And she's, no, basic instinct. Oh, basic instinct. Yeah, that's Indecent what I mean. Proposal is Demi Moore and That's Robert right. Redford. That's right. Another very sexual movie. But um, but, but didn't that movie didn't get the, like... It no, was, but it asked a lot of people ask the question. For a million yeah. bucks, would you or wouldn't you? It was oh, interesting. Indi- are we yeah. back to indecent proposal, Julia? Keep your bouncing ball on basic I, instinct. I'm trying right to, Lorene. I'm trying to. But she did, Sharon Stone um, did laugh about the InStyle reporter. Reporter said a lot of the mob wife aesthetic we're seeing on Instagram and TikTok, people are trying to say that, oh, it's New Jersey or mob wives. And she just looked at it. She says, we know it's whatever her character's name in Casino. Casino. She was, that was a movie. That was, that was a great movie. She, the, her, that, she emulated every aspect of her character perfectly. Yeah. She really, really oh, did. That's my character. That's the mob wife aesthetic to copy. That's it, exactly. All right. Well said. Well We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Random Thoughts. This is Lori and Julia on my talk. Hey, everybody, Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Um, We are familiar with all three of the doctors, have personal experience with one of them, Dr. Jarvis, but Dr. Tholen is there and Dr. Singh. And if you are like, if there's just something that, I remember my one sister got breast augmentation and she was like, I cannot stand the way my breasts look. Right. I, I mean, it just was, she was just fit to be tied about everything and i said well go and see a plastic surgeon and get an evaluation and she's like i'm so happy i did that so whatever it is that you're looking to do i mean you can go ask questions ask questions and they are so talented at minneapolis plastic surgery and kind of this is kind of a great time to be going in because it's winter it's a little downtime and if you're wanting to, to do things to get ready for the summer, go call Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Go to mpsmn.com. Tell them Lori and Julia sent you. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so the random thoughts today are very random. I just would like a little pass because I was out very, very much... Uh, past my bedtime. Night. Yes, it on was a, very on a, late on a school night. Can we I, just give yeah. you a, a you know? Just, <laughs> let's just let me do this. Let me do two things. I'm going to give you one of these. You do wow. it. And I'm going to wow. give you one of these. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So I just have like little burst of randomness, if right. you will. Right. Okay, so here is um, let's see here. Um. French kissing uses all 34 of your mouth muscles. It's 34 That's why you- when someone is bad at it, it feels like you're in a washing machine. <laughs> Actually, your face is 34 muscles, so it's all the muscles on your face, Lori. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And and a so pucker you, kiss you know is just you're two. Doing or you're learning. Remember the remember who taught you how to French kiss? I do. Your sister? No, but, I like it. But a lot of us would practice kissing on our friends. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't my sister. It, it was my boyfriend, my the goalie. Oh the yeah, goal, oh the goalie. Oh the man who had the all goalie. the fir- he had all the first with you, Lori. Yeah, lucky oh, guy. I well, everything because we were in love. I know you lucky were in love. I absolutely love it. I love hearing about that love. Um, okay, so we have we have that. That was. Um, was that a nine out of a ten? Um, a pu- a pucker kiss mm-hmm. only involves two. Oh. Yeah. And how um, about no sugar? What about no sugar? Are you talking about cocaine? What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, where is this going? Where is this no going? No sugar. You know, you just rub noses. Oh, the Eskimo little rubber rubber. Yeah, I I don't know. Casey and I very often will just do a little no sugar. Sure. I don't know why. He's got, such he's a, got a good nose for nose. it. He's got a good nose for no sugar. He really does. And I'm just like, ooh, no sugar. What a sweet kiss. I like One my... kiss that I know that yes? uh, Lori does not like, the forehead kiss. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, who? I don't mind it. Okay. No, but okay. who was it that gave it to his girlfriend? It, we were talking. No, to, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, gave, when it, his girlfriend off. was crying. Yes, he was breaking up with her, telling her why he had to go to Cannes with his kitty posse uh, guys. And, you know, well, so he meets women, you know the deal. And he kissed her on the forehead, and I said he, in his mind, is breaking up with her. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on when the forehead kiss happens. Whenever someone is consoling you, 
and they give you a forehead kiss if it's not your mom or dad or <laughs> a friend or something, but if it's your lover, uh, run. <laughs> you know, I'm worried. You know who gives a mean one and it's kind of a forehead tap? Is Brittany's daughter Gogo? Uh-huh. She's, she's very like, like when she was very young, like even before she was one. I think I'd see her and she'd just go right in for the little tap. Mm. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. All right, here's another little random, random one. When when your face blushes, so does the lining of your stomach turns red. I've shared so this does one. Everything else, every I, little little <laughs> seam on your body. There you go. Journey. I've shared this one yeah. before. <laughs> I have shared I don't know, you, but I, biologically speaking, it makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense, yes, doesn't it? Does. Yeah. I thought so. And then mm-hmm. how many um rows are there on a on a head of on a head of corn or what we, an ear of corn? Sixteen. Oh, you. Yes. Yeah, okay, you he remembered. Us. But now this yeah. is another one to put in that number vault. That's the only reason why I remember is our conversation yeah all right there are 119 grooves on a quarter see oh. this is this is the kind of stuff i don't want to know the i know i hear about it i'm going to forget about it if it doesn't relate to like sex or something good i know Lori. well here's it's one so clavin it's so perfect it's when you didn't bad. study all night um okay so so i'm just I sharing I, I yeah i didn't okay chocolate contains the same chemical that your brain produces when you fall in love Something else in our novel for tomorrow. There is so much chocolate making in our book. I wish I could think of the name of it. I know. And I was Susan Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Her sister lives here. She writes the best books. That was a great book. She writes lovely rom. I love her books. And I I always forget that romance novels are a third of the books sold. They're huge. It's such a huge piece of the literary pie you know and um but that book when she's talking about a chocolate and rober and i just oh, yes. remember the guy who came on about all the candy yes the candy and book. How regionally different parts of the country had candy and i was so inspired and i was just driving down west 7th and i stopped into the pearson's candy factory and asked i said i work for a radio show could i have a a tour. Tour. Dying to see a chocolate and rober. Because they, they make were... the nut goody there. Yeah, and the peanut <sighs> nut roll. Yes. And Grant, they did. They, they did, Lori. Lori did oh, literally had this. Yes. Tour. It's serious. That is awesome. She just pulled in. I remember that. And then we got, remember that giant salted nut roll candy that bar? big one? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. They, they were so nice. I didn't schedule it. I dropped in. I, I did that. it under the guy. Well, we Pearsons. were having this guy on. And I wanted to see in my mind, I had visions of Willy Wonka. I wanted to see a candy factory in motion. And I love the idea. I think of our friend Chocolate Celeste. Yes. You know, when she got that big break, when she started, chocolates were served at an Oscar nominee. Yes. And BT McElrath. Um, I mean, we we do love our chocolates. I'm just going to tell you, the Target store was kind of wiped out at noon today when I stopped. I asked a guy, where's all your Valoween? 
That's Halloween and Halloween. Where's the Halloween? Where's the Halloween section, please? That's in the pharmacy. That's a new word. That's good a new word. word. That's Value a new combo. With, oh, They're just so far apart, right? They really are a Halloween. Um, <laughs> it could be many other things, but they said we're pretty much. It's pretty much gone. Yeah, half and of, and yeah. most of the people buy their Valentine's Day presents like within two or three days of Valentine's. They're saying right here, half of Americans wait to the last minute yeah. within twenty four yeah. hours to buy. Within That's the, why yeah. you know drugstores are a, brilliant, a great place to get something. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now um, when we come back, guys, maybe we're going to do something fun. We don't know. TBD, okay. TBDers. Um, other random things is that. There's a really sweet story that um, a 70-year-old love letter was found in an antique toolbox. This is cool. From a farmer in Grand Rapids, and they're looking for the people, but it's, you know, it was tucked into the back of a few uh, a toolbox that was from 1953. That is so and cool. And so the guy who found bought the, the box at an auction is looking for the original owners. That's cool. That letter's to reminds me that I'm, and I was going to tell this to Lori, but my I have all my dad's letters that his parents saved from him to Vietnam that he oh, would send home. Wow, so what right. I'm going to do this year is I'm going to sit down Get with my dad block. and we're, we're going to go through the book, but we're going to do an audio thing. He's just going to read the letters oh, and I... he's going to tell me what he was thinking about when he wrote that letter wow. to his parents in Vietnam. He has every single one of them. That's, that's wow, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's going to, I'll have to show you guys that when I get to it, when I get to oh, it. Oh yeah. When you get to it, it's right around the corner. All right. Hey, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day from the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I know they're going to be having a rockin' show of the Jersey Boys tonight. People that made a date night a long time ago. But that show, Jersey Boys, is here till the end of February. It is a great, great show. And then the Chan is making way for another amazing musical that will be on the main stage. It's beautiful. The Carol King musical. You are going to know all the songs. It is a multi-generational type of thing because she did so so many hits in the 60s with so many different artists. It's just kind of incredible. The Shirelles, the Drifters, the Righteous Brothers. And and it's a phenomenal show. It's phenomenal. And then she finds her own voice and begins singing and it comes out with that brilliant album, Tapestry. This is a big Broadway musical with tons of singing, dancing, choreography, lovely things. It's it's beautiful. The Carol King musical. Visit Chanhass and DT. .com for tickets. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Beyonce. Rocking it out, Laureen. Oh, I've already requested that this be added to our playlist. It's so I, fun. I, I sent Amy a note. 
I was night. I sent her a boss a note and I said, could you do my time card thingy online? And could you please add uh, Texas Hold'em by Beyonce, the clean version? There you go. There you go. It's so I good. I can hardly hear you guys. Oh, you're you can't? Light. You can't hear me? Yeah, I think you're not talking into the mic or something, yeah. Julia. Are we still too loud? Are we still quiet? Am I, am no, we la- you're so faint. Hmm. Everybody's faint. Okay, I'm going to text. I'm going to do some outside producing. You All guys right, you do, do some it. talking. We'll figure something out here. Okay, so Lori. So Beyonce was at New York Fashion Week. Her Solange's son walked in a show. Okay, and she and was there with her mother. Was, yes, with yes. her mom and everything. And so she was very... She had like a really cool outfit on, but that's what it was for is Solange's 19-year-old son. It was his modeling debut at New York Fashion Week. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's from this designer, Raul Lopez, who said is calling his clothing the return of the metrosexual, going all the way back to our first year. On the radio with, of course, David David Beckham Beckham up on the man wall without all of his tattoos, drinking milk. Huh? Yeah, they declared him yep. a metrosexual. A metrosexual. Never heard that before. Nope, you're right, Lori. Now it's coming back. Well, here's something else that is coming out of, you know, because Beyonce is talking about releasing this album next month. I think it's in April. I can't remember, but yes. um, one of her producers, Kyla B, said, um, uh, revealed that there quite possibly could be a collab between Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either on the new album. No. No, I'm not surprised at all. wouldn't be at all. They're so supportive of each right? other. In fact, the Swifties came out to help the Beehive with some of the trolling and stuff that was going on. There was some smack talk about Beyonce and this and that. And w- would country stations play Beyonce? Well, here's the thing. Country stations, they hardly... They play so little women artists, and that's a fact, and that's like 0.5% of the, and they'll never play two female country songs back-to-back. It's really a a bizarre old-school music thing. So I think Beyonce, this Texas Hold'em, this is what we would call a crossover hit. Of course, and there's many of them. It's going to be on pop. Dance, country, and I love that Rihanna, Rihanna and Gideon is playing the banjo and the viola in this song. And, um, you know, people always, you know, people forget that, I mean, uh, black and brown cowboys, there were a lot. Yes. And we kind of have the idea of that cowboys is like this white thing. And Ray Charles was the first artist, you know, to really break into country um, music. And I, she's from Texas. Of course she loves country. I'm so excited about this, but there were, there were a lot of like people trying to make an ugly thing out of Beyonce doing this. And the Beehive and the Swifties gathered together, and they're just zinging everybody out of the way. And um, TikTok is going crazy making dances. My favorite is the one Grant posted. That's great. These two guys that have the most incredible <laughs> um, dance to Texas Hold'em. Their moves are smooth, Joe. They, they can move their hips for sure. That's super fun. All right, so... The they the ratings came out. The number one um, most like commercial on the Super Bowl was the State Farm ad with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Really? Yep, that was number one. Yeah, and, yeah that's the one that's getting the it. biggest buzz. Yep, yeah. and number two was Get Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. What was this line, Grant? Because well, it was like it was a whole play on his "Get in the Chopper," you know, like with the whole. I can't remember what movie it is, yeah. but it was a play on his movie, his and one of his old action movies. And that line is a very popular line, and I hate to say it amongst a lot of men, and then you know, yeah. a lot of demographics. I can see why right? that one kind of hit home. But the Dunkin' Donuts one, where you're about to go, is on. Fire. Okay, so they released the entire song now, and we posted it on the Lori and Julia show page. <laughs> Don't dunk away my heart. <laughs> so this is the song the guys are singing to J-Lo. Is that Ben? I don't even know. It's auto-tuned somebody. So that, that was Matt Damon, I believe. Oh, and Ben oh. Affleck is coming in yeah. last. It's so, so bad. You know what? This commercial is better for J-Lo and Ben than her documentary, her album, and her movie. One yeah. hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. Should have just let that speak for the for their love affair. <laughs> this whole thing because it's so funny. It's so pokes fun at him and her. It sums up everything. And Dunkin' Donuts paid for it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's right. She didn't have to pay for it on this one. My favorite line from, million dollars. from this commercial was when Matt Damon looks at him and he's like, "You know, I told you I'd do anything for you, but uh, and then he's no, he's, and he goes." This is anything. This is anything. This is it. Oh, yeah, this, is yeah, this is anything. Okay, that's so funny. Yeah, because yeah. those two, you know, just inseparable. They'll always yes. help each other out. And then Matt Damon's like, I'm drawing the line. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was funny. I'm drawing the line. Okay, so in television news, Bridgerton, we've got the trailer for the Bridgerton, trailer. Bridgerton 3. And it is going to be um, released in two parts, as they usually do. The first set, maybe there's four is going to be coming out on May 16th on Netflix. And Who's the focus this third season? Lady Whistledown. Whistledown. Pe- Penelope and Colin. Let's listen to a little bit of the commercial. Or okay. the trailer. It's Good night, scene. Mr. Bridgerton. Do you not need a chaperone? Spinsters do not need chaperones. <laughs> you are not a spinster. I'm in my third year on the marriage mark with no prospects to show for it. What would you call that? Something wrong. Pen. Between us, I mean. I wrote to you. This summer, as I always do. Well, you did not respond. Admittedly, very few did, but if you are going to make me say it out loud, I miss you. You miss me. You miss me, but you had never caught me, is that correct? Pen, I... I overheard you. At my mama's ball last season. Telling everyone how you would never, ever caught Penelope Featherington. Oh, there Perhaps you go. we should talk about this somewhere more private. Because I embarrass you. Of course, you would never caught me. Oh. I am the laughing stock of the town, even when I change my entire wardrobe. I think it's just never occurred to me that you of all you love Penelope. I, I love her. And I, I love her mom. I love Mrs. her. Mrs. Featherington, yes. that actress that plays her. Um, I'm You've so never... glad that we didn't live in this time period when, <laughs> with all the courting and that you were a spinster. And, by the 20. third year, <laughs> I know it, right? I well, and I kind of even vaguely remember my mom well saying she was married late. Well, you know, and I think she was like 21. My, my mom was 21. My dad was 24. Um, yeah, yeah, isn't it's kind of weird? But I just for people who haven't, who like that period, those period pieces. The Buccaneers, I don't know if it got enough love. It was on Apple Plus, and it's about a group of American women that are wealthy that go to England, but it's a time period piece. And Why haven't I watched this? this I don't right know, Lori. Because you, you kind of, you just weren't, you were busy. This yeah. is really good. It's, yeah, it um, sounds good. 
It's really good. So I, I loved it. It's called The Buccaneers. And I just gobbled it up. And these uh-huh. American women are a little more outspoken than the English women. Yeah. It's really good. So if people How want- about the Downton Abbey news? I don't know any Downton Abbey news. What? It's, it's returning. The TV that- show? Or the movie? Yeah, filming secretly starts on a new series of the show, of the show and a surprise comeback. Um, it's, it, it's making a surprise comeback in a seventh series. Bosses hope to bring back Hugh Bonneville, Michelle Dockery, Elizabeth McGovern, Joanne Froggett. And we don't know, but it was... Uh, um, it's been eight years. You know, we've had a couple movies. But yes, yeah, we they're have. Ready, they're ready... Um, it's going to be broadcast on ITV, which is where it was before. So right. anyway, those people working on the set had to sign NDAs, but it's leaked out to the British tabloids anyway. Lori, this is exciting. And, and if people remember, the reason why it ended when it ended after six years is because Maggie Smith was reluctant to sign on to do another year. Right. Um, and then she did the two movies and I can't, she's so great in it. She's so Lady great. And Julian Fellows kind of, you know, who created it, talked about it. Now, he also created that thing on Max called The Gilded Age. Now, yeah. I watched season one. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that's so miscast that's supposed to be young. Um, that's <laughs> supposed to be a lover of someone. It drives me crazy. This kid on season two, he's the the guy who's trying to date the rich new daughter's son. The son. He's just so miscast for because yeah. he seems so can't old. Get past it. I, I can't. But it, it, my our our friend Mary is in studio with us today because oh, um, she paid to be in studio with us um, a yes. lot of money. <laughs> and um, we want to give a shout out to the St. Paul Grill and their hash browns, which are to die for. And um, now you're speaking my language. Oh, yeah. I know. Mary, Is that where Madonna stayed? Did Madonna stay? Did Ma- did she said, know? no, we don't know where Madonna stayed. Do you know? Mary, do you want to talk in the microphone? She's good. She stayed at the Four Seasons. She said, Mary's laughing. She stayed in her van, one of her buses. (laughs) No, she was in, and there was a late night rush last night because the show started so late. But anyway, did you watch The Gilded? I loved it. Season two, Mm -hmm. series two you liked? I love it. All right, then I need to go back. I need to go back because, Lori, you never even watched it. Uh, No, I didn't. I know. And... I, I'm spanking myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> you were such a liar. You didn't care that you didn't watch it. I kind of hate watched it, but got into it the first one. But all right. But I'll I you. usually love this kind of I show. know we do. Yeah. And it's, of course, you know, how much fun we used to have in Newport on, um, yeah. you know, Vin Mansion Row in Newport Beach, right. Newport, Rhode Island and everything. It's set yeah. there, too. It's high society cattiness. High society yeah. cattiness at its best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Grant, are you doing any um, television? I know Couple to Thruple happened for you earlier in the week. Yeah, that was good. I did went back and watched that third episode. And? and I got Lily to watch that third episode. She went back and watched the first two. And we are going to continue watching it because of the wow factor in it. It is just so out of this world for my lifestyle that we want to watch it. Um, I will be watching this new Jennifer Lopez movie if I can get access to it tonight or tomorrow. So I'm, I'm that's my next. How are you getting access tonight? Well, uh, Do you have a secret ho- no, code? I'm just, no, I'm just hoping that maybe they drop it a day early or something. Oh, it is Friday, no. but it'll probably okay. be tomorrow. But it's okay. We have 14 guests tomorrow, so we're oh, all that's set. That's right. We are tomorrow. Busy. We yeah, we're we just never stuff. even going to talk. So it's nice knowing you guys today. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to know you today, where we well, can we can talk. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, we're, I'm, I'm ready. Are you I'm ready? ready to go on to whatever we're supposed to do next. We are supposed to go on to Hollywood Speak, so let's I'm get ready. at it. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood Speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, Lorene. How about if okay, you start I'm, us out? I know I didn't get a lot of sleep. Huh? I'm curious if you are familiar with this slang, if you've heard it in context, read it. But like if I were to say about Jacob Elordi in Saltburn, for example, okay. um, he's, uh, you know, he's just, he's so baby girl. I love him. Um, <laughs> First of all, have you heard that term baby girl? To well, describe a guy, no, over twenty five. Just that he that I would just think he's kind of just um, pretty. I don't know. No, Lori, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say no. I have no idea you what you're talking watch about. All of Saltburn. I hated it. Okay, she tried but like twice. Didn't I did. You? I fell asleep and fell asleep, and finally, my friend Lisa, I said, "Just give me it." Grant, do you know baby girl? Do you know that slang? No, I don't. Well, I mean, like, baby girl, yeah, if you're saying, like, hey, but baby girl, hey, baby girl. I mean, but I don't know yeah. if I have that No, right this text. is to describe a guy. A guy. Oh, over no. 25. Okay, you're so baby girl. Tell us. Yeah, or oh, wise just, one. Or he's so baby girl, or he's baby girl. So what it means, basically, it's a, usually, a, well, it's a term of endearment for, like, a bad boy who isn't intimidating or you know, uh, very cute in a slightly submissive way. Even the way they're weak as a man is kind of evocative or attractive. So that's so use Timothy Chalamet. He, he is so baby, baby girl. girl. I get it. So that kind of like, all right. Charles Melton in okay, fine. His horrible baby thing. girl. Okay, got it. Would be. Now, is this going to be something we're going to look forward to hearing you say in a sentence? <laughs> well, possibly, possibly, you know. And thank you because, for bringing us up to speed on the lexicon so we can play along this game with you. Yeah, because one of the things that um, I was, and I'll say James Spader in um, Pretty in Pink. Sure. Baby girl. Okay. All right. So okay, I. Okay. There's like something attractive, even though you know. There's something, you know, you don't want to get married to a baby girl okay. when they're still in the baby girl phase. Okay, this is all great. This is such, this is so perfect. Everyone, I think this is going to be replayed a million times. <laughs> Probably. And I, you know, and Jacob Alordi, I was so fascinated with him and Sulper and I loved looking at him. I couldn't stand it. Oh, but I love, didn't you love looking at him? I wanted him to eat a sandwich, Lori. I have a hard time when I can see basically the teeth inside right. the well, cheek. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could bond some generations there with the Lori, girl. Lori, listen, you're speak. very good at keeping us up to speed with what's fresh and new. Yeah. Well, baby, another baby one? girl, I don't know if I can handle another one. <laughs> well, this is Jen. This is also Gen Z related. Oh, dear. Here we go. Two Here's for Tuesday. Okay. Reading is so sexy. What is? Reading is so sexy. Well, duh. We've known this forever. Yeah. But Gen Z is rediscovering libraries and physical books. They're amazing. Not being on your phone. They never had. So now they're discovering them. 
And reading is so sexy is another little TikTok. Uh, people are just like discovering books. Wait till they find out about magazines. Wait, they're going to die because they're all little fun blurbs with pictures. I love a magazine. That's hysterical, Lori. But I Isn't do it? think reading is sexy. If you see a guy reading, I've always thought this. I think reading yeah. reading in general, it's it's just so <laughs> lovely when you can immerse yourself into a book and just get lost in the words. I love yeah. it. And we love you it. You know, it's a way to travel without going anywhere. The rain, exactly. The traveling of your mind. And people are also saying, you know, there's so many good rom-coms with travel in them. Mm-hmm. That's another yes. way that people are traveling because of people, you know, it's Valentine's, a lot of rom-coms yeah. we watch today and stuff. All right. So anyway, we reading is so, so sexy and you're so baby girl. What do you got now? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm helping. It's I'm our, helping. It's a, listen, this is all useful information. I don't know when we're going to use it, like how you feel about my random thoughts, but it's useful somewhere. We've it got is. it. Uh, Kyle Richards gave an interview on the red carpet to Entertainment Tonight. She was at something. I think it might have been... I don't know what she was at, but anyway, they asked her about her and Maurizio. Yes. And she said, we are free to do what we want. Okay. So they can date other people, I guess that is what that means. Okay, someone wrote in, I think you're right, Lori, and we're going to go back to that, but someone wrote in, um, you're so baby girl. Someone wrote Mm -hmm. in, Rob Lowe. Yes. And... um, and mm-hmm. ha- and a question for you: Has Lori ever watched the Kissing Booth movies with Jacob Elordi on Jacob Netflix? Jacob Elordi, yes. Have you watched those ever? The first one. Okay, they're so cute, Lori. So cute. I Joey King. I became a fan of her after watching her in the act with Patricia Arquette, where she played Gypsy Rose. Right. Oh. Joey King is everything. So yeah. that's just another. If people haven't seen the Kissing Booth movies, they're really cute. They're yeah. really cute. And even Jacob Elordi's character, uh, you know, he, although I really dislike him so much, I don't know if he could be described as baby girl, Jacob Elordi and Euphoria. Oh, you know. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Nope, we're not going to give him that one. Okay. So anyway, Kyle, I think here's the deal. She's actually producing Morgan Wade's documentary. Oh, dear. All right. Well, there I you know. go. But she's done this before. She produced but her she, own TV show, American Girl. She, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, she's putting in money, and that's why she's always with her. They need all the publicity. I think she's with other people, too, and the photographers, when they print the pictures. They just, they, they cut them off. No one really cares whether or not they're dating each other. Mm-mm. People really just want to know, are you and Maurizio going to be married? Because she has made her brand on the housewives be all about family. A family and how happily married. Yep. And it has been very visible on this season of Beverly Hills, how much they don't really even like each other right now. Okay, what was her comment at the beginning of this? Say the line she said one we more time. We are free to do what we want. Okay. So okay. they have an agreement, yeah. you know. All right. We're separated and... Free to be you and me. It used yeah. to be a song. Born right. free. <laughs> How about uh, Teresa Judice's husband and that Bo Deedle getting... Uh, I don't know arrested. the story. You need to tell me. Well, he posted something. Be the energy you want to attract. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And then he gets arrested for harassing and illegally tapping 
uh, his ex-girlfriend's oh. um, phone. And uh, yeah, Bo Deedle, the private investigator. I know you didn't watch New Jersey. I know, but, but I know what you're talking about, but we're going to run out of time right now. All right, fine. Anyway, our bad, uh, you know, our vibes we got from him are warranted. He's been 100%. obsessed. 100%. We'll be back in.